Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. And now, Financial Renaissance with the M's. love interests online through dating sites, social media, or mobile apps. It can be a great way to meet people, but not everyone is who they say they are online. In fact, scams related to online relationships are on the rise. It's a red flag if the person wants to move quickly to personal email or instant messaging to continue talking. Professors love quickly claims to be from the United States but is working or traveling abroad, plans to visit but cancels at the last minute, asks for money to deal with an emergency, or asks you to open a bank account for them. Here are some things you can do. Cut off contact if you suspect a scam. Watch your wallet. Don't wire money, send cash, or put money on gift cards for someone you know only online. Learn more about online relationship scams at aarp.org backslash fraudwatchnetwork. If you have the questions, we have the answers. Right. Go to SSNATL.com and click on the contact tab. As much as you like. We're the nation's urban station online. SSNATL.com. All right, good morning, financial knowledge seekers. We are doing this again. Listen, want to thank, um, the, there's an organization called MVP. Merging vets and players. Um, uh, shout out to John Sterling. Shout out to Daniel Benish uh, from the NFL Players Alumni Association. Had the opportunity to speak with both of these gentlemen this week and was absolutely blown away by what uh, Merging Vets and Players is doing. If you know a combat veteran, okay, that whether they're suffering, not suffering, you won't know. If you know a combat veteran or if you know someone who played in the NFL, uh, please tell them about this organization, mergingvetsandplayers.org. I went, I was absolutely blown away. They have four locations so far in the United States, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Chicago, and of course, Atlanta. So uh, they meet in Atlanta on Tuesdays, but you can go to the website, find out all types of information about the organization. They are healing our men and women in uniform that have come back and that are, you know, suffering. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to Zami Nobla, Marianne Adams. Um, I did my last Rise of the Rainbow Dollars uh, webinar this past, I think it was Thursday night. Uh, we talked. I talked about long-term care and gave all of the, you know, features and benefits of long-term care and, and things of that nature. And then also, I want to give a shout out to Tau Pi Omega Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Uh, finished my workshop with them, uh, building your economic legacy, and that was uh, phenomenal. They gave me a bunch of flowers and some. What was that? A bonsai tree. A bonsai tree and a little award and a gift card and all this stuff. But it was they packed the room. But it was a labor of love. I absolutely love uh, teaching people about the economy. Um, I love letting people know what they need to expect so they do not get caught flat-footed. Now, from as far as strengthening our community, our business community, our economic community, um, our country is going through something right now. We opened up Pandora's box and we let some people in that shouldn't be in our country. And one of the things that everyone else around the world that hates the United States, one of the things that they know is that our resolve is deep. Okay, but what they do know that racism is one of those things that they can play around with with us and it will divide us. And right now we are divided. We are a house divided 
into red and into blue and into a whole bunch of other factions. And these evil enemies right now have infiltrated our government. Um, they are stealing our technology with uh, cyber, um, cyber, what do you call it, uh, cyber espionage. And they're also tampering with our infrastructure. And one of the people or organizations that I always felt would be true red, white, and blue through and through, and I, I guess it's still the same colors, just there's no bars and stripes on it, um, the NRA allowed Russia to infiltrate them. And, you know, that's something that I just cannot understand. You know, you can't hate the the left or Democrats or people, the blue, that much that you would openly invite another country um, into ours. And, and, and you know, I, I, I am just absolutely baffled by it. But as I mentioned earlier, I am on day number seven without coffee. Um, I know Brad has done it also. A couple of you have said that you've done it as well. So thank you for that. I am, I am I'm not even struggling. I think I've, I've, I've done good with it. Uh, nobody's upset with me. Um, but I did it because uh, Tiffany Brown Rudeau, who is the um, producer of A Seat at the Table on Georgia Public Broadcast, she and I went out a couple of weeks ago, and um, she looked absolutely phenomenal. And it wasn't working out or anything like that. It was uh, eating right for your blood type. So I don't have time to read the book. I downloaded the app and um, started making some changes because the things that I love the most uh, to snack on at night and to drink during the day are just things that may not agree with my blood type. I did some research, but I'm still waiting for my wifeager uh, to complete that so that I know that I'm on the right path with that. All right, um, uh, the other thing I wanted to, to tell young ladies out there is, you know, when you hit around 35 years old, you may end up feeling a little weird. You know, your behavior may be a little weird. Your your attitude may be a little bit weird. There's something called perimenopause or periopause or something like that. No one ever told us about it. No one told me about it. Um, when you, if you remember your grandma, mima, abuelas, you know, all these older women used to wear these house coats or house dresses that used to button up in the front and they were hideous in my opinion. Uh, they were hideous and they all looked like they came from like Kmart or Walmart or Piggly Wiggly or you know some bottom of the barrel store and never understood why they wore it and they wear it because they were hot. So guess who's wearing those frocks around the house now? <laughs> Me, because I'm always burning up. So I get it and so for young ladies you may go through some flashes, attitude stuff until you actually hit menopause, talk to your doctor about it and your doctor more than likely would go, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's not a oh yeah to me. It's something that we should have been informed of. So you can go on WebMD or just talk to your primary care or your OBGYN about it. All right, coming up on the other side of the break, we are going Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon on this economy after we pay a few bills. Lots of people meet friends and potential love interests online through dating sites, social media, or mobile apps. It can be a great way to meet people, but not everyone is who they say they are online. In fact, scams related to online relationships are on the rise. It's a red flag if the person wants to move quickly to personal email or instant messaging to continue talking. Professors love quickly, claims to be from the United States, but is working or traveling abroad, plans to visit but cancels at the last minute, ask for money to deal with an emergency or ask you to open a bank account for them. Here are some things you can do. Cut off contact if you suspect a scam. Watch your wallet. Don't wire money, send cash, or put money on gift cards for someone you know only online. Learn more about online relationship scams at aarp.org backslash fraudwatchnetwork.
and we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. Yes, uh, we are streaming live on SSNATL.com, um, and we are also streaming on Sensation Station Network. You can uh, watch us from Facebook. Um, if you go on Facebook, click the like, go to Sensation Station Network, do the search, click the like button, and then you can, um, you can watch us live in the studio or you can listen to us on your way to church. Some of you even text us and tweet us on the way while you're in church. I have no comment about that. That's between you and your God. But if you want to join the conversation by texting us live in the studio, that number is 678-613-5857. Okay, 678-613-5857. Or you can also drop your comments uh, on the stations <laughs> on the stations page as well. Well, listen. Um, this week, something very incredible happened. Well, everything everything incredible is always happening week after week after week. But um, I spoke about a cryptocurrency called Libra um, that was backed by 28 companies, including Facebook. Uh, Facebook created Libra and the wallet Calibra. So the House Finance Committee um, demanded that Mark Zuckerberg show up um, in Washington this past week, I think it was Wednesday, because the, um, the regulators, the House Finance Committee isn't convinced that Facebook has cleaned up their act enough to be involved in money. So right off the rip, um, the House, Chair, uh, House Finance Services Committee Chair Maxine Waters said to him, you know, uh, perhaps you believe you are above the law, and it appears you are aggressively increasing the size of your company and are willing to step over anyone, including your competitors, women, people of color, um, your own users, even our democracy, to get what you want. I mean, what an opening statement. Uh, she said, in fact, you have opened up to a, opened up a serious discussion about whether or not Facebook should be broken up. And, you know, we all have our opinions on whether or not we think Facebook should be broken up. But it was what, what really baffled me was Zuckerberg's uh, inability to answer some very vital questions. So, for instance, um, I don't remember who it was, Ray, and you may be able to, to tell me. I've got my uh, number one son, Ramius, folks in the studio with me this morning. Good morning. Hello, audience. How are you doing? Oh, I'll bring it up an octave. Hey. There you go. All right. <laughs> so someone had actually asked him, and I don't remember if it was AOC or Presley, they asked him if he would be willing to leave his children's inheritance in Libra. And, man, he stuttered like he blinked 50 million times. Yes. He wasn't able to opine intelligently. He wasn't, and he's a very intelligent man. Yeah, he is, but he, he, was, he was, was stuck. They, he, he wouldn't commit to blocking anonymous wallets, which we need because it has to do with uh, anti-money laundering. So he wouldn't commit to blocking that. Um, he, a lot of the, lead, the partners of this cryptocurrency have, have left. Yes. Um, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, and a number of others have walked away. And when asked about it, he said uh, that they left because it's a risky project and there's been a lot of scrutiny. Um, but the thing that, that got me again was, you know, they asked him, you know, hey, uh, which of your members run by, you know, of, of Libra, which of those members uh, are women or minorities or, pe or people from the LGBTQ community? And he couldn't answer it. Furthermore, he doesn't take a personal interest in knowing. Right. 
He doesn't take a personal interest in having any of his staff present who can answer those questions. So it's obvious that it's not of significant importance. Oh, they were there. They were present. He just couldn't turn around and, and ask them questions. And to me, um, when you're in front of, you know, the United States of America in a country that wants to appear as diverse as possible, that's an answer you should know. You know, that was an answer he should have, you know, should have been drilled in his head. And I and granted, you know, he, he sat there for a long time and this is not his first, second or third time in front of Congress. So you kind of know the drill by now. And it was evidently clear that the members of the panel had sent him information uh, prior to the Inquisition and mm -hmm. that he didn't read any of it and that he didn't <clears throat> review any of it. Um, multiple time, uh, Congressman Maxine Waters would ask him and reference the material sent. And again, the stammering and the, the repeated Congresswoman I, Congresswoman I, Congresswoman I. Yeah, I think it was great when they asked him about, um, you know, he doesn't want to take down ads, any type of um, political ads that are not true. So AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, the Democrat from New York, um, she asked him if she were to um, do an ad saying that certain members of um, Congress or Senate that were Republican supported the Green New Deal, would he take that down? And man, the look on his face, like I couldn't, first of all, I was happy that Congress had better questions this time. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't excellent, but it was a lot better than how do you turn on a computer, <laughs> you know, than they did the, <laughs> the previous times. And furthermore, on the AOC point, she went in as far as to uh, reference how his review board for the political ads is independent, but it has ties to white supremacist organizations. Yes, yes. Then, um, I gosh, I can't remember her name, but there was a woman who had asked him um, whether or not um, they, they talked to him about discrimination. They talked to him about... Um, what was her name? Uh, Ayanna Presley. Yes. She asked him, you know, tons of tons of stuff. Um, one of the things they asked him was about Libra's. Um, so allegedly, Facebook is supposed to be independent from Libra, but um, I can't think of the woman's name now. But she went in on Jamie Dimon. She's a new uh, um, senator or congresswoman. Basically, she told him that, you know, you are Facebook and Facebook is Libra. And so whatever, you know, Facebook does, Libra does, and et cetera, et cetera. So he won't be able to, to separate them. So I don't think that Libra is going to um, actually get approved next year. Um, I, I think even if Facebook walks away from it, it's still not going to get approved. All right, when we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we're going to talk about WeWork and SoftBank, and we're going to dig into our economy a little when we come back in 240 seconds. It is Sean Prime from Inside the Loop with myself and Brenna B. And I've been talking about Jeans Body Tech for a minute simply because it's a premier gym and a pristine spot without a premium price. All the weight you need, all the machines you want, free parking, all in Buckhead. Come on, it's crazy. 700 Miami Circle is where you want to work out today. And for those who are feeling a little bit down because you may not have followed through on the healthy New Year resolution thing, hey, it's still the new year. You can start today. Look at yourself a year from now, and hello, is that you? Because you're looking good, like snack-like. Yes, you are. 700 Miami Circle, or go to Facebook.com forward slash Jeans Body Tech, also known as JBT Fitness. Either way, 49 bucks is nothing to pay to feel your best every day. 
Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com, we came close, but never really did win that championship. Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to, to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he got us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I did the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Text us with your shout-outs and request. 7861385857. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't warned me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I could really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff, create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Whether it's the weekend or weekday, there's always something sensational happening on SSNATL.com. Watch out! Radio not dumbed down since day one. Not talking about that street talk, that street talk. Street talk is when we tell you what's happening on Wall Street, and then I break it down and explain to you what's happening on Main Street. So top news this week is that negative rates, um, this is what they say on Wall Street, negative rates are a habit central banks may struggle to kick. What does that mean? That negative interest rates are a coming, okay? And that's not something that we want to hear. Um, there are a lot of people saying, no, 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 it's not going to happen. But I believe there are, out of the, um, out of the 49 central banks, uh, developed banks around the world, 24 of them are in a zero uh, interest rate environment. And we, in, our, in the United States, again, I always say, I'm going to tell you what to expect um, before you expect it. And we should 
prepare ourselves mentally for negative interest rates and how that's going to impact our companies if you're a business owner, how that's going to impact our company if you are an employee of a company, how that's going to impact us overall. Uh, Jamie Dimon, who is the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, which is the largest bank in the United States of America, this week said that bank executives have discussed imposing fees on consumers if rates fall to zero. You heard me right. If the, if the Treasury interest rates go to below zero or negative, the banks are looking at charging us more money. So um, you should be thinking about alter alternative places. So we're going to give our money to the banks. The banks are supposed to use our money to make loans, but now instead of just, you know, taking our money and paying us a little interest, they're now going to charge us because uh, if they're not paying us the interest um, and it's negative, we're actually going to be charged on it. So you're a lot of us are going to have a lot of thinking to do uh, of other safe spaces for money. So me and my team this week are going to be having this conversation because it's, it's, uh, it's not going to be a pretty picture. Um, our President Donald Trump said this past Wednesday, excuse me, he doesn't say, he tweets. Uh. He tweets, um, he said that um, the Fed should get our interest rates down to zero or less, allowing the federal government allowing the federal government to refinance its massive debt at a lower cost. Oh my goodness. Um, I get why he's saying it, but there's so many other things that we could do, um, trade war, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to not bring us down here. Um, a Fed rate at zero doesn't mean consumers won't have any borrowing costs, banks are still going to make a profit somehow. Uh, it's the actual investors who are behind the scenes. Um, they're the ones that are going to be paying more as far as the interest and things like that. So the downside of um, the zero rates is going to be that seniors and other Americans who really rely on safe income from bank accounts, from bonds and things like that, um, they, they are going to be squeezed. And when people are squeezed and can't find a safe place to put money, they look for um, places to make quick money. And that's where you're going to see the scammers come out, okay? That's where the scammers are going to come out, and things are going to get really, really interesting. So what did you learn in school? Did you learn in school anything about negative interest rates? Because I don't remember. Um, for I mean, the most part, we were taught about quantitative easing, but okay. we did uh, go over how fixed income can be susceptible to negative interest rates. All right, so I think what's going to happen is banks are going to charge big companies and other large depositors who need to store like millions of dollars um, and that may help protect the consumers from, you know, uh, having to pay uh, for having a bank account, but I don't know in the history of Everdom when our you know, corporations or our government has made corporations pay for something instead of making us pay for it. So I don't see that as being the likely thing. Now, should you take out um, a mortgage or other loans with negative interest rates? You know, I'm going to say it depends. Um, a few weeks ago, I told you that in Denmark, you know, people that are bu that buy houses are, you know, getting paid by the banks. I don't know if that's going to transpire here in the United States, but we will find out. Um, you are you should do your due diligence. Uh, this involves your pocket. This involves your money. So you should figure out what will happen if the interest rates go to. We know what will happen if it goes to zero because we've been there before. That's what happened during the Great Recession. But we've never been, <clears throat> excuse me, in a, in a negative interest rate environment, okay? So, um, you know, ask your financial advisor, 
uh, ask your CPA, you know, this is going to have a, a ripple effect. It's not just going to affect us today, but there's going to be a ripple effect that may go out a decade or two as well because of these interest rates. So, um, yes, sir. And also, um, please keep in mind that during the current uh, presidential campaign, people are discussing uh, getting income from the government. Mm -hmm. And so if we're talking about these negative interest rates and banks charging us, will the government also charge us money for the income that they give us? So the income as far as universal basic income? Yes. Well, they're still, they're still uh, playing around with that. Unfortunately, um, you know, that seems to be more of a, a Democrat thing than a Republican. But when we come back, I, I know that it's not. But when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that on the flip side of the commercial break. Emma Knows Money is brought to you by AARP's FraudWatch Network. Go to aarp.org or sssatl.com and click the FraudWatch Network banner for more info. Big business. This is the American financial renaissance with the M's. Hey, you are watching us on Sensation Station Network on the interweb and also on Facebook. You can listen to us at sensationstation.com or ssnatl.com if you're on your way to brunch, if you're sitting in church and it's getting a little boring, you're about to fall asleep, just put that earbud in your ear and just, you know, you can just listen to us. You can also follow me um on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Emma Knows Money. And if you want to watch uh, previous episodes of the show, you can go to um, YouTube, Emma Knows Money, and then on, uh, what is that, iTunes thingy called? The iTunes podcast, the iPad, whatever, iPodcast store? No, Mom, the iTunes store, the Apple store. The Apple iTunes podcast store, and also on Google Play, you can find either Financial Renaissance or Emma Knows Money. I don't remember what I named the show on there, but all the previous episodes are on there. All right. Um, so there has been, there's a fight going on between, um, I think her name is Betsy DeVoe. Yes. DeVoe. Um, she is the, I don't know, chief or uh she basically handles the Department of Education. Thank you. Yes, she's in charge of the Department of Education. And there is something very, very bitter happening in Washington right now. So if you are a teacher, if you know a teacher, um, you want to text them and tell them to pay attention to what we're about to discuss, okay? Teachers, firefighters, uh, police officers, anybody who is a, I think they call them civil servant. Come yes. on, look up civil servant. Tell me what that means. Uh, a civil servant. So these are people, um, during the Obama administration, they came up with something called the uh, Public Service Student Loan Debt Forgiveness. And the way the program was supposed to work is you were going to make your student loan payments for 10 years. And then um, after the 10th year, whatever was left over would be forgiven. And really what was left over is the interest, but it doesn't matter because it was usually half as much as what your actual student loan debt was. Well, it looks like the servicers, so the, the United States government does not own our student loan debt. Our student loan debt is, is, is serviced by other outside uh, organizations. 
And out of, I can't think of the number of um, people that applied for this student debt loan forgiveness. I mean, it was a, it was a lot, thousands of thousands, about 30,000 people. Only 1% of them have been approved. And the reason why they were approved <clears throat> is because um, the, the servicing companies did not tell people that they were, had the wrong type of loan. Mm -hmm. um, they, did not, they did not give them all the, even though people would call and ask, they would not tell them. Sally Main, now known as Navient, They've basically changed the rules. And they've yep. they've withheld information, and people who got scholarship programs to be an education major who were planning on getting this debt forgiveness are now stuck in an incredibly precarious position because they don't have the means to make the payments and they don't have a means to get forgiven. Right. And so um, what's happening is our senators um, are fighting the Department of Education um, about this. The other thing that's happening with Betty DeVos uh, and the Department of Education is there were some for-profit schools, I believe Corinthian was the name of it, a few for-profit schools that were kind of scamming people um, for a college education. And the, um, the previous White House administration said, hey, your student loan debt is forgiven because, you know, your degree is basically a sham. The, the colleges went belly up. So they were not supposed to have to pay these student loan debts. Well, the Department of Education is coming after these people, ruining their credit, and it looks like if Betty DeVos does not stop, um, our Congress people and senators are going to put her in jail. So it's going to be very interesting um, to see what happens. So what you need to do, if you are a public servant, um, you do need to reach out to your elected officials, uh, both statewide and on the federal level. There's so much going on right now, but this is very important because this is almost going to be a net worth crisis. Because in some cases, we're talking about twenty or $40,000. And to just put that into perspective, Navient just flew out all of their executives yes. and top <laughs> and top performers to a retreat in, what, to celebrate five billion dollars in student loans. Yes, flew them out. We're, it was someplace beautiful. I don't know if it was Hawaii or the Caribbean, Bora, Bora, but it was someplace like someplace dope. That we could only dream of. <laughs> yeah, someplace absolutely dope. And um, they're celebrating, but they're they're jerking we the people. They're jerking Main Street, and that's something that should not be forgiven, and it's not something that should be uh, just kind of swept under the rug or so, celebrated. Or celebrated. So what you need to do is, if you are a teacher, and I found out. Um, yesterday as a matter of fact that not all teachers belong to unions I thought all teachers belong to unions because there are a few unions that are actually suing the Department of Education so get with your people get together and to collectively write Washington write your senators call your um, congressmen and everything else when we come back on financial renaissance with the M's we're talking open enrollment for Medicare <laughs> Fall is heating up with new episodes of ITLI, All Good with Rita G, Straight Talk with Daphne, Financial Renaissance with Emma Folks, The Live Exchange with Dr. Pamela featuring Robert Pierce, and from the Emmy Award-winning CBS program, The Talk, it's The Cheryl Underwood Show, Smart Talk, and an awesome mix for the smarter listener, only on radio that's not dumbed down. That's right, home of Cheryl Underwood. Uh, Cheryl Underwood is... 
You know what? You can have lunch with her on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 12 noon to 2 p.m., and then you can watch her immediately after on the talk on CBS. This week, uh, I was watching her on the talk, and she was rocking this gray wig, right? It was like this highlighted gray, silvery wig, and I was definitely feeling it. It was like bang against her skin tone. It was giving me the, um, what was the T'Challa's mother on uh, Black Panther? Angela I don't, Angela, ba- well, yeah, the Angela Bassett's character, but it was giving me that vibe where the, her skin tone and the, and the silvery gray. And I'm like, you know what? When I start graying fully, um, I will no longer blame it on my son. I will just embrace it and I'll just call those my wisdom stripes. <laughs> Very stoic and real. <laughs> That's right. Um, so let's talk, uh, we're going to, let's discuss Medicare. And you should pay attention. If you're under 65, you should pay attention for a number of reasons. There's going to be someone in your family, an elder, uh, someone that you know that is going to, this is open enrollment time for Medicare, and it is confusterating, okay? It is confusing. Uh, The Medicare was, uh, and Medicaid, was part of my uh, certified financial planner exam. Um, I did have to learn it. I did have to study it, and even, you know, it confused the dickens out of me. Unfortunately, while you're studying, you don't have time to question the sensibility of stuff. So... Here we go. I'm going to give you a kind of a little brief 101 on um, Medicare and how to master it. All right. So the first step is you have to enroll on time. You have, um, there's kind of a seven-month span. You have the three months before you turn 65 up to three months after. If you miss the deadline, it will cost you for the rest of your life. You will be penalized for it. Okay, no joke. So even if you're still working and you have insurance, still make sure that you call the Medicare, not Social Security. They're two different places. Call the Medicare office and have a conversation with them. Now, Medicare Medicare Part A covers hospital stays and short-term nursing facilities. So let's say if you had gone in rehab or something like that, that's the short-term nursing facility. Part B covers doctor services, outpatient and preventive care, along with certain medical supplies. Now, your premium, just so that you understand the uh, penalty, your premium will increase by 10% for every 12 months that you are overdue in enrolling for Medicare. Okay, let that sink in. Again, 10% for every 12 months that you are overdue in enrolling. And again, this penalty is for the rest of your life. Now, Part D is the one that really drives me bananas, okay? Part D is the, has to do with the drugs, the medications, the prescriptions. And Part D is uh, mm, savagery. So Part D pays for uh, prescription drugs. Um, if you miss signing up, your monthly premium for prescription drugs will be 1% higher for each month that you weren't enrolled. Um, Part D is also the one where you have to pay uh, X amount of dollars. I think it's like up to $4,000 is covered. And then there's this donut hole, they call it, where nothing is covered. And then after you pay another several thousands of dollars, then the government starts covering you again or it's covered 100%. But usually by the time people get to that side where the government is covering everything, it's about December, and then everything has to start all over again. That's just that's just the nature of stuff. So um, you do want to look up, if you do have elder loved ones, make sure you go on the uh, medicare.gov, G-O-V site, and help them out. Now, you want to choose doctors carefully. So you want to make sure that the doctors that you're um, working with are either participating, non-participating, or opting out of Medicare. Okay, that is very important. Um, the ones that are participating, they're going to accept 
what Medicare pays them. And a lot of doctors can't stand Medicare. They pay late and they pay like crap. Um, the other thing you want to find out from doctors is, is whether or not they have the skills that you need. Just because they accept your insurance doesn't mean that they're a good fit for you. So consider finding doctors who specialize in caring for older people who have uh, several uh, cur um, current chronic or concurrent, several different uh, chronic conditions. Now, um, you also want to make sure that you know they're up to date on nutrition, your medicine, sleep science, that they're kind of not just, you know, the olden day doctor, that they're also thinking of other ways besides just, you know, drugging you up. That's not the way we want to do things, right? So now, what can we do as far as um, as far as people keeping, let's say, good records um, uh, or even knowing what their rights are? You want to speak a little bit on that? So for all my potential Medicaid masters and Medicare masters out there, each year you get a free visit to a doctor, so make sure that you do your wellness visit. That's absolutely paramount. That's going to save you a lot of money year over year. You want to make sure that you go get your eyes checked, go see your optometrist. You want to go get some nutrition counseling. Um, we just spoke about eating and dieting for your blood type. That's going to be very, very important for my POCs, my people of color. And if you have a nicotine problem, uh, Medicare will actually sponsor eight sessions for you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, too, is you, you have to also help people avoid surprise bills. Um, dealing with unexpected bills, if somebody in your family, like, and this is why we have to speak to our elders, because they get things in the mail and automatically assume because it says it's a bill, they have to pay it. Um, if you get an unexpected bill or a loved one gets an unexpected bill, don't pay it right away. Check with your provider to see if the sent bill... Um, if, if, if the bill has the right insurance coding. So make, you're going to have to make calls. And unfortunately, making calls to insurance companies are, is not fun. Um, they don't always do the right things with us. Uh, you also want to check with your Medigap um, supplement to see, find out why they haven't paid the bill. And then if, um, if Medicare or your supplemental insurer has rejected the claim, you can file an appeal. I didn't know that. Yes, you can file an appeal, and if all else fails, negotiate for a lower amount. They want their money. So just do what you can to, you know, keep calling, stay in contact, and communicate with people um, when it comes to Medicare. Now, you also want to make sure that you're keeping good records, okay? Um, use a, an accordion type of folder if you're uh, techno technologically savvy. Use something in the cloud so that the people in your family can get to it. Google is a cool place. Microsoft has a cloud. Dropbox. But Dropbox, I don't like Dropbox. But uh, you want to make sure that you're keeping uh, good records of your hospital stays, uh, prescription drugs, diagnosis, any x-rays, emergency contacts, things of that nature. All right, when we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we are getting into our economy, our recession, and what in the heck is going on on Wall Street when we come back in 300 seconds. SSNATL.com. And we are back with financial. <laughs> we are back with financial renaissance with the M's. That's right. I am live on Sensation Station Network, the number one urban station in the nation because we're digital. So no matter where you are in the country, 
and actually the world because I see my family from all over the world uh, that's watching me today. My family in Costa Rica, my family in Haiti, my family in Canada. Uh, oh, Jamaicans. The Jamaicans are watching. The Jamaicans are watching. And I'm not scared. <laughs> all right, so let's jump into a little bit of by the numbers. So here's some numbers that I think you should know about. Um, let's see. Where do you rank? Okay, so it takes adjusted gross income of $2.3 million per year to rank in the top one-tenth of the 1% in the United States. Uh, it takes an adjusted gross income of half a million dollars to rank in the top 1% of taxpayers. Um, and then it takes an AGI of 200 and something thousand to rank in the top 5% of uh, all taxpayers. And then to be in the top 10%, you only have to make about $145,000. So that means that everybody else, and I'm sorry, but 145,000 to me is still struggling. Depending on where you're living, if you're living in a major city, it's still not making it, especially if you have a family, kids, et cetera. So, wow. All right, so another number that we should um, pay attention to is, oh, here we go, talking about central banks again. So 24 out of the 41 central banks of the world's major economies, so that's 59% of the, of the um, central banks in the world, have reduced their key benchmark interest rate during the third quarter. Okay, so that's showing you that there is something that is going on around the world that we need to pay attention to. Uh, here's a number that should scare a lot of people. Uh, for good reasons and also for bad reasons, but it means that we need to uh, really embrace our younger generation. By the year 2025, more than 50% of the U.S. workforce will be millennials or younger. And millennials are people born between the years of 1981 and 1997. They will be between the ages of 28 and 44. Ouch! <laughs> I love you. <laughs> old enough to be president, old enough to vote. Yes. All right. Now, this number, um, I knew this, but it just kind of bugs me a little bit. But 10% of American homeowners spend at least 50% of their pre-tax income on housing costs. That means that we have a housing crisis. Um, what's happening with that is uh, incomes have not been going up. The cost of everything else has been going up. So right now, 25% of American renters spend at least 50% of their income, pre-tax income, on their housing costs. And pre-tax means gross. <laughs> okay. So to put that into perspective, if you were to have an equitable wage at current inflation wages, you would need to make $30 an hour. Okay, so let me dumb that down a little bit. Uh, so if you make $50,000 and you're a renter, 25000 of that is going towards your rent. How about that? All right. Um, so different kind of capitalism, and this goes back to, and I don't remember... Um, how old our country is. I think we're 262 or 267 years old. All right, out of that 260-something years that we've been in existence, we've been fighting wars for all except 16 of those, okay? So as a result, wars cost a lot of money, um, and our middle class is dwindling. But in China, uh, China's economy right now is worth $14 trillion. 80% um, is owned by individuals in the private sector, um, compared to back in 1978, 0% of their wealth was owned by the private sector. So that's why they have such a major boom. 
and they have not been involved in a war since 1979. So when we look at why we don't have high-speed rails, why our roads are crumbling, why our education, why our schools are crumbling, why our teachers aren't getting paid, why this isn't happening and that isn't happening, it's because our government is spending a lot of money on wars. Um, again, I don't think we should be in wars. Don't know that I agree that we should pull out in the manner that we've been pulling out, but these are uh, uh, the by the numbers with Emma knows money. Um, coming up on the other side, um, we are going to look at what the Federal Reserve really does for us. Energizing a nation, one listener at a time. It's SSNATL.com, radio that's not dumbed down. We are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's, and I am joined by my favorite son, my only son, actually, uh, but he's still my favorite. If I had more, you would be my favorite. That's why I call you that. Mm. You want to be my son, too, sir? You got good, two good, perfectly good parents. Um, <laughs> you can't defect. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on in our economy. You know, a crouching tiger, a hidden dragon, what's going on with our economy? Um, and a lot of what, what's happening with our economy has to do with the Fed. And when we hear Fed, we usually think of the federal government. But the Fed, the Fed means the Federal Reserve Bank. And the Federal Reserve Bank is independent of the United States government. Um, they are nonpartisan. And as a matter of fact, they do not uh, make a profit. And they don't make a profit because they don't want to get caught up any, in, in any political um, brouhaha, if you will. So they are, they act independently. So no matter what the president says, whether it's Obama, Bush, um, whoever was Clinton, uh, Trump, no matter who the president is and what they say, the Federal Reserve Bank is going to act independently of the president because they have a job that has to do with keeping our economy propped up. Now, there are a lot of people that don't like the Fed, but every major developed nation has a central bank. What makes our uh, central bank unique is that it's not just one bank. It's a conglomerate of 12 banks. It's 12 banks, right? So what the Federal Reserve has four functions, and its most critical um, functions has to do with managing our inflation um, and uh, maintaining, trying to help us maintain stable prices. So they set a 2% inflation target for the core inflation rate as far as how expensive things go or grow uh, year over year. The other thing that, that the Fed does is they regulate our nation's banks uh, to protect consumers. That's why we have to have FDIC, you know, that's government insurance. But the Federal Reserve Bank, if banks aren't doing what they're supposed to, and this happened during the recession, the Fed came in, shut a whole bunch of banks down. Uh, the third thing that they do is they try to provide stability to the financial markets, um, and they try to um, constrain potential crises, and that's where the mon you know um, monetary stuff and quantitative easing comes in. And then the fourth things that they fourth thing that they do is they provide services to other banks, uh, to other um, to the United States government, and also to foreign banks. So the Fed uh, performs its functions by conducting what we call monetary policy. Um, the goal of monetary policy is healthy economic growth. So the reason why I'm bringing up monetary policy is because the flip side of that are things that the Federal Reserve Bank does to make sure our economy doesn't fall, and some of those signs and symptoms we are seeing now. However, 
there is a board of of the Federal Reserve Bank and um, the federal um, I forgot what they call it F FOMC the Federal Reserve Board and they have a Federal Reserve chair right now President Trump appointed a gentleman by the name of Jerome Powell uh, his predecessor was Janet Yellen was Janet Yellen and she was a she's brilliant she saw the uh, the uh, Great Recession coming she knew the housing market was gonna crash people didn't really uh, like listen to her too much now before her there was a gentleman named Ben Bernanke and then I believe before him was um, uh, Greenspan okay so you've heard some of these names but you know that's kind of uh, what it means to you now what's happening um, the purpose of the Federal Reserve Bank right now, um, one of the things that has me concerned is during the Great Recession, the Federal Reserve Bank lent the United States f about $4 trillion. And since then, between you know 2009 to 2019, they've only received $1 trillion back. So that means that we still owe them $3 trillion. And what the Federal Reserve Bank did in 2008, the interest rates were at 5%. They brought it all the way down to zero. Okay. Um, interest rates needed to go back up. When interest rates go back up, we make more money in our bank accounts. Banks are going to be a little bit uh, leaner, or it's not leaner, but they're going to be a little looser, and they're going to lend money to uh, small businesses, smaller businesses. And these are businesses that um, earn under about ten million, five or ten million. They're going to grow. They're going to hire. They're going to borrow money. They're going to expand. And small business is the lifeblood of our country. Well, what happened uh, a couple months ago is the Federal Reserve, instead of, they did increase rates, but then they turned around and they reduced them again. So now we're at about 2, 2.5. Uh, the Federal Reserve Bank says they're not going to reduce them again. But the other thing that happened a few weeks ago that, again, caused me to pause, and I'm going to keep talking about this, is the Federal Reserve Bank started buying United States Treasury bonds again. That is called quantitative easing. easing okay so they reduced interest rates and they started uh, putting money back into our economy so that's giving us a reason to think that hey you know what things are going to tighten up on us just a little bit so uh, what do you do um, what you can do is be prepared okay save your money make sure you have money in cash reserves right so you want to have about three to six months of living expenses set aside I would recommend keeping it in a bank that isn't the, the bank that, you know, when you go on your app and you can see it, this money needs to be someplace else, like one of those online banks that you don't have an app to and don't have control over. But you also want to have money set aside for any opportunities. If a recession does come, the stock market's going to be on sale and the housing market may also be on sale and interest rates are also low. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we're going to talk about the recession and recession watch and also what happened to Under Armour. <laughs> And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. We're talking about what's happened on Wall, happening on Wall Street. Um, let's talk about our sneakerhead stocks. Um, Under, Armour, Under Armour's uh, CEO, Kevin Plank, is stepping down after 23 years. Now, don't look so sad. It happens to everyone. Most CEOs should only, if you build a company, you need to step away for a, after a while to let it grow and flourish. Microsoft had to do it. Nike had to do it. It's just the right thing to do. You have a vision, but then there's, you know, that, that's two decades. A lot has changed since then. And quite frankly, uh, after, I think he should have stepped down after they released those nursing-looking shoes, um, uh, Steph Curry, <laughs> those white nursing shoes that they released for him. They're selling it. 
Uh, they're hideous. All right, in luxury stocks, it looks like Nordstrom's opened a new flagship store in New York City. And I just want to know what my listeners think. Is that a blockbuster move or a Netflix move? Like, retail is dying, so why would why would Nordstrom's open up a new store? Now, why would they open up a new store is because the store is dopeness. Um, it's seven floors, 320 square feet. Um, it's a woman's location, I believe. Um, so they have, I mean, everything that you want is is going to be in there. They have um, a, a whole space dedicated to Trunk Club, which is that personal stylist that, you, you know, you go online, you have a stylist, they put a bunch of stuff in a box, they ship it out to you, you keep what you want, you send back what you don't want. They also have a personal styling lounge. Um, they have free appointments. Um, they're going to have a special shrine to the... Uh, well, I won't even say the name of the brand because I'm still not cool with them. Um, and then they have a permanent room covered in velvet for Nike. I think that's overkill, but, you know. <laughs> and then they have another floor for the big spenders. It's their luxury floor with uh, six different luxury brands. And then on the lowest level, they have a selection of all, you know, the regular merchandise for kids and shoes and a whole bunch of stuff like that. But, again, I say, you know, I think retail. Would you go? I think I would. With the decline of traditional brick and mortar, I think that the intimate experience of having a face-to-face -face sale and a stylist is going to become something uh, to be coveted. And I can say, whenever I'm in a rush and I need a dress or something like that, I always run into Nordstrom's because there's always someone that can help me and they yeah. can always like find a whole bunch they of stuff. They always have knowledgeable yeah. staff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, cannabis stocks are getting kicked in the pants, okay? And um, that's because there's a whole bunch of major shakeups happening. Now, Again, contrarian method, if uh, something is on fire, is that the best? Is, if, if, if cannabis stocks are down, is it a good time to sell it or buy it? I'll let you figure that out. Um, I look at it as, you know, something. There's a lot going on, a lot of these Canadian companies, and I think the United States is poised um, to just kind of, you know, get ready to jump into the market. So there's a lot of uh, exchange-traded funds. Um, that are involved in the cannabis markets, but in the United States right now, there are, uh, let's see, 59 patents, 39 patents, Merck has 35 patents, Bristol Myers Squibb, uh, 34 marijuana patents, CW Pharmaceuticals, 28 patents, Pfizer, 25 patents, Roche, 17 patents, University of Connecticut, 16 patents, and the uh, United States Health and Human Services has 13 patents pending, mm -hmm. It having to do with taking over big pharma as far as cannabis is concerned. Quick question for you, Emmanuel's mm -hmm. money. Did you just say Bayer and Merck? Uh, I said Merck, Bristol Myers Squibb. So yeah, that was, they make Bayer. Um, so then that's Monsanto. Yeah, so all of the major pharmaceutical companies have patents pending in the uh, marijuana, cannabis, CBD, hemp, industrial hemp markets. So you can best believe that while it may be down today, it's not going to be down for long and it's not going to be down forever. Um, right now, our federal deficit is at $22 trillion. Uh, in the past two years, our federal deficit, I believe, has risen of over half a trillion dollars. So that's something we're going to have to look out for. Just look on my kids' app, and it says that each American has $69,000 of United States debt that we have to help pay back. All right, U.S., United States housing starts. That means how many new houses are being built. The new housing starts have fallen from a 12-year high. 
So the last time we had great housing starts was in uh, 2007. So we've been kind of on this, this run, or actually it went down in 08 and blah, blah, blah. So for the last decade, housing starts have been on an upward trajectory, and now they are starting to fall. So that is a sign and symptom of a recession or a, 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 a strict contracting of our economy. Also what happened this week is the three-month and 10-year Treasury inverted. Uh, the three-year Treasury is at 2.36% and the 10-year Treasury is at 2.26%. So it makes more sense to put money in three-month Treasuries than the 10-year Treasuries, right? Mm -hmm. So that's also a sign and symptom of the economy shrinking. A lot of that has to do with the, um, the negative interest rates around the world and a lot of other countries putting their money in the United States. It's going to drive our 10-year uh, prices down. Uh, the Federal Reserve also says, and I mentioned this earlier, that they are not going to cut rates in 2020. So we should not anticipate any more uh, interest rate cuts. We'll see about that. Uh, and then the IMF says trade wars. Uh, the trade war will cut global growth to the lowest levels since the financial crisis. So what is going on with the, um, with the trade war, you say? So uh, President, oh, excuse me, gosh, Vice President Mike Pence uh, made a comment um, this week about China and that China basically should respect uh, what's happening. The sovereignty the of sovereignty, Hong Kong. Thank you. The sovereignty of Hong Kong. And uh, China basically clapped back and said, you need to get your own house in order before you worry about what we have going on here. And um, gosh, I hated to see that, but it cracked me up because again, you know, if, if people in glass houses should not throw stones. Before we make comments about what's going on in other countries, we really need to clean ours up because it's getting kind of stanky up in here. All right, when we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, my top five news stories of the week. Everybody successful lays a blueprint out. We laid the blueprint out. I stayed true to my dreams. And by doing that, eventually it came true. A lot of times, you know, it's like in life, right? Life brings like drama, and you gotta deal with this person, and funky <laughs> relationship here, and all these things. You try and just kind of balance them out as best I can. Make a choice, right? You just decide what it's gonna be, who you're gonna be, how you're gonna do it. Just decide. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out Everybody your way. Everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do what real beasts do. Unleash your beast. Break your history. If you're looking for that ratchet, you're in the wrong place. It's the nation's urban internet station, Sensation Station Network. do not there is no try tesla is confusing the dickens out of me uh i think it was a couple of months ago tesla said uh that they don't believe that solar panels should be put on the tops of uh cars and um now just this week uh tesla released a new version of the solar roof tiles so Tesla's trying to uh, justify their $2.6 billion deal. Um, I think Toyota's doing it. A couple of other car makers are putting it on their, on their roof. So now Tesla wants to do it, too. It's going to be very interesting. Elon Musk is a, I guess he's a genius, but he's just kind of scattering right now. So I'm a little, little nervous to see what happens about that. If you have a Tesla, let me know. Would you, um, would you pay for solar panelings, or would you buy a Tesla because the car has solar panelings? Inquiring minds like me want to know. It passed. Can't hurt. 
But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Yeah, learn from it. I don't know if people have learned or not, but the um, UAW, the United Auto Workers Union, um, was on strike at GM. And they were on strike for about 40 days. And on this past Friday, they came up with a tentative deal. Um, the contract was approved by 57.2% of people. And what's going to happen is the contract includes an um, a, a $11,000 per member signing bonus, performance bonuses, two 3% annual raises and two 4% lump sum payments and holding the line on health care so their health care costs won't go up. But three GM factories are going to be closing. Now, I don't want you guys to forget, okay, that a couple months ago there was a federal indictment on people um, associated with UAW and GM. A former top official at the United Auto Workers Union uh, pled guilty this past Tuesday to federal charges of financial misconduct while about 48,000 UAW members uh, were voting on to uh, um, thinking about ending the strike. So just think about your union reps. If you have a, if you're part of a union, make sure you understand what is happening uh, with the union reps. All right, Verizon. Verizon, um, their third, they exceeded their third quarter earnings, right? So yay! Verizon um, on their, they exceeded it with their wireless postpaid, okay, not the prepaid, their postpaid uh, beat expectations. But one of the other cool things is that Verizon is offering its customers a free year of Disney Plus. I, and then they bill you for it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not even, so it's going to be, it's $7 a month is how Disney Plus is, or $70 a year, but for everybody that's with Verizon, it's going to be free. And I am a huge Disney fan, Marvel, Star Wars, all of that stuff. I love all the movies and I watch them over and over and over You again. can't handle the truth! Ugh, I can't. And neither can this guy, Ken Fisher. Look at that face. <laughs> Uh, he looks like Roger from um, American Dad. Oh, yeah, so Ken Fisher is the chief executive officer of Fisher Investments. And he spoke at a uh, conference and made some pretty, dis pretty. I don't even know if I would call them locker room comments at this point. Because um, I don't think we should even be, guys should be speaking like that in the locker room. But he compared getting clients in the financial services industry to getting into a woman's pants. Um, so, as a result of that, his firm has lost uh, in excess of $3 billion. Uh, just this past week, Goldman Sachs pulled out, and then the, the state of Texas retirement plan system has also pulled out. So, again, never write a check um, <laughs> with your mouth Yeah, that you can't cash, okay? you got to be very, very careful about the things that you say. There are repercussions. You can say whatever you want. Hello. <laughs> Hello low mortgage rates. That's right. People who want to refinance. Last week, mortgage refinances jumped 10% to the lowest since interest rates dropped to the lowest level since August. People are refinancing their house like flapping hotcakes and, and flapjacks and things like that. So if you are thinking about um, refinancing your house, this would be a great time to, to look at it. You know what I mean? Just be careful about Wells Fargo. You know, they were just in trouble. I know, but, you know, they, they may have some good deals. They may have some good deals. I don't know. Uh, how much time till we have a commercial? Because I got some things I want to talk about. All right. So what I want to know is there is a there was a conversation. What's that group I've been chatting in? The group that we're doing the watch party in? Black business owners of the 
black business owners of Atlanta, somebody posted, you know, hey, is anybody going to see this new Harriet Tubman movie? And I said, I'm, I don't think I want to, I think I'm going to pass. I don't want to see it because uh, I'm sick of seeing stuff that has to do with slavery. And somebody commented that, um, well, Amer African American history starts with slavery. And man, I was in the car on the way here and I almost blew a gasket, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, see, even Kamal was like, oh, she curses <laughs> all the time, all the time. Yeah, our history, and, the, and, and I, it's probably going to be a really good movie, right? But for me, I am sick and tired of seeing things that have to do with slavery. There's so much more about the African-American experience, about the African experience that started in Africa. Um, there, Egypt is the top of Africa, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's below it, <laughs> okay? Sub-Saharan Africa, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, and there were kingdoms. There's a lot of stuff we don't know about. Mansa Musa, who was the, um, I hope I'm saying that right? Correct. Correct. He was the richest man ever to live even in present day, the richest person ever. Why don't you do a movie about that? Or do a movie about the wall that's bigger than the Great Wall of China that's in, uh, in Africa. Or do something like that. But we're you know, constantly talking to us about slavery. It's just like, uh, aren't we over that now? Like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to see it. And for me, it's not really my experience. All my ancestors freed themselves. So I, we weren't in shackles very long. Sapase. Yeah. Sapase. And Jamaicans and Haitians freed themselves, buddy. The, Mo the Maroons. You can look it up, Blue Mountains in Jamaica. That's right. So the other thing that happened last night and that I had to do was my, my wife and I finally watched Watchmen. I don't know if you've seen it, the first episode. So the first episode, I was shell-shocked. Um, when we saw the, uh, the opening scene of this has, takes place in Tulsa. And Tulsa, Oklahoma in the 19, early 1900s, 1919, 1920, uh, was considered one of the many black wall streets there were over 600 business owners it was a self-contained self-sustained black community okay uh, they had these were freed slaves who were you know freed they weren't given anything and they built up a fabulous community 600 business owners two hospitals their own schools their own transportation system their own postal service they were self-contained and the neighboring people didn't like what didn't like it and they burnt not they didn't just burn the town to the ground they, they also they dropped a bomb on it you know the, that gap band song you dropped a bomb on me yeah that has to do with uh, what happened in Tulsa the gap band is from Tulsa Oklahoma the name of my company Greenwood Wealth Management comes from the main one of the main streets in that Tulsa city it's called Greenwood Avenue so there was Greenwood Archer Street and also or Archer Avenue and I believe Pine Street. They call it now the Greenwood District. You can, you know, take a look at it. And there are still descendants, uh, grandchildren, and I believe a few children uh, that may still be alive from this uh, thing. Now, again, it, this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and, you know, close your ears. But, you know, I, I read about what happened. And you can read something, but when you read something and there's no real context to it, there's you don't really have imagery you know what I mean so what ended up happening last night was there was imagery and I remember thinking you know I saw some guys they pulled a, a black woman out of a store and then they threw a Molotov cocktail into the store and in my mind I was like oh, okay cool they at least took the woman out before they uh, blew the store up or set the store on fire but then they shot her in the back 
And man, when I tell you that freaked me out, it's completely freaked me out. You know, just seeing people holding babies. There were planes flying over, shooting at people like it was an actual war. It, it reminded me of uh, the first, the opening of uh, Save it Private, Saving Private Ryan almost. It wasn't as long, but it was that type of impact because I'm not used to seeing that level of cruelty, especially amongst your own countrymen. So that was just a really difficult thing for, for me to, to witness and watch. Um, the show was excellent, by the way. The show was incredible. Um, kudos to everybody that has something to do with Watchmen and also to HBO for putting that on the air. Um, it just gives us an insight into a part of American history that's often hidden and kind of tucked away. Like, we don't like to talk about it. It happened. We don't want you to be mad about it. We know it happened. We're not going to say sorry, but, you know, <laughs> just, just move on with your lives. So there's a lot of communities around the country uh, that suffered from the same fate, uh, the Raleigh-Durham area, Rosewood, things like that. And you can Google this. Um, it's not taught in schools, but you can do your due diligence just like we did. I made my son do it when he was young. You have to learn about all history, American history. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, it is time for Emma Knows Money. Emma Knows Money is brought to you by AARP's Fraud Watch Network. Go to aarp.org or ssnatl.com and click the Fraud Watch Network banner for more info. All right, and we are back with Emma Knows Money, and we are talking about money leaks and how to plug them. Since we have the recession coming up, we want to figure out ways to kind of tighten up our budgets, and it does not involve not getting your morning coffee. I'll tell you that now. If people are still telling you to get rid of your latte or whatever it is that you get at uh, Baskin Robbins or whatever, don't smack them, but, you know, give them a, a, a mental smack. That That's not the move. So, Amazon Prime. If you signed up for Amazon Prime, uh, make sure you're taking advantage of more than just the free shipping. You should be taking advantage of... Um, the, uh, the Prime videos as well as the Prime music. If you're not, uh, then you may want to give it up because they give free shipping to everybody who spends over $25. Uh, Prime also has uh, bigger savings if you sign up for their Prime's Reward Visa signature card, and that offers a generous 5% Amazon, 5% uh, cash back on Amazon and Whole Foods purchases. All right, greeting cards, and this is one of my Achilles heel because I love certain types of greeting cards. But you can save about $100 a year if you buy the uh, the types of cards that are um, assortment. They're blank greeting cards, and you just personalize them for every occasion. Um, I think this is kind of a nice, sweet touch. I do like cards and what they say, but I know that, you know, the person that sent me the card didn't really write it. So I usually like something a little bit more heartfelt. So that's a way to, you know, save a lot. Uh, also, with gift cards, buying gift cards after the season. So after Thanksgiving, buy Thanksgiving cards. After Christmas, buy a bunch of uh, Christmas cards because they're all going to be on sale. So that's the best time to do it. Bank fees. You can save more than about $144 a year on monthly fees, ATM charges, and overdraft penalties. So make sure that you are paying attention to what is happening in your bank account. Avoid ATM withdrawal fees. So don't go to an ATM that is not linked to your bank account. Um, go Instead, go inside the store, buy something, and then just go ahead and do a cash back. It makes more sense and you save, you know, I think they charge about $4. And if you're at the strip club or in Vegas, it's $8 every time you hit the ATM. 
All right, full price toiletries and cosmetics. I learned this uh, the day we had our photo shoot. Daphne told me about this. Uh, she had on this pretty um, nail polish, and I love OPI nail polish. It's about $8 a bottle, but she gets it from TJ Maxx or Marshalls, and I think it's $3. So for if you um, use makeup and different things, go ahead and go to TJ Maxx and Marshalls, and you can save up to 40% on that stuff. Um, uh, moisturizers, face wash, cosmetics, hairspray, shampoos, things of that nature. So that's a nice way to carve out, you know, a, a little part of your of your budget. The other one is credit card late fees. Okay, we're human. We're very busy. Things don't always happen the way they're supposed to. And if you're like me, you're paranoid about putting things on automatic payments, right? I don't know why I don't do it, but I it just I'm just afraid of it. When it started in the uh, early 2000s, I think the bank I was using double paid a bunch of my stuff and wouldn't give me my money back. So ever since then, I've been like paranoid. But um, you could save about $28 or more. The top penalty for missing a credit card payment now, they say, is $28. And then it may go up to about as much as $40 for subsequent late payments. But they're saying you may not even have to pay that. 84% um, of the people who call the credit card companies and ask for a break on the late fees get it. So if you're late on your credit card payments, call the credit card company and ask them to waive that late charge fee. All right, landlines. If you still have a landline, I know how old you are, but you can save about $560 a year by cutting that cord and getting rid of that landline. All right, I don't think I need to say much more about that, but you can also bundle your internet, uh, TV, and uh, you know the, the cable phone line or whatever it is. But again, about $560 a year uh, that you can save by just getting rid of that. Food waste, Katrina. Food waste. We can save more than $600 a year because the average American tosses out almost a pound of food per day. I'm looking right at you. All right. So uh, some of the favorite tools for reducing waste is uh, to freeze stuff. You can use the freeze dry or freezer, uh, freezer Ziploc bags, things of that nature. Um, if you have leftovers, the, after that second day of leftovers, go ahead and put it into Tupperware, put it into baggies, put it, <laughs> put it into things like that. Don't you say anything. Put it into things like that uh, and go ahead and put it in the freezer uh, so that you can go back in and get it. But it will save a lot. The other thing that where people waste a lot of food has to do with uh, produce. And that's one of the big things in our household. Our produce goes bad because we don't eat it fast enough. So if you're able to chop it up, if it's onions, if it's tomatoes, whatever it is, except for lettuce, if you're able to chop it up and put it in the freezer after about the third day, go ahead and do that. If you still need it, you can still put it in your meals, okay? You can defrost it. And those are my save money tips. Plug in those money leaks on Emma Knows Money. Money, money, money. SSNATL.com is a Radio 2 Atlanta station, which provides a daily mix of awesome hits with smart talk. For the smarter listener, your choice just became clear. SSNATL.com, radio that's not dumbed down. And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M. What a great show we had today. You know, I've got one of the best producers. Um, I think he does stuff on purpose to try to throw me, but I'm okay with that. Sean Prime, 
uh, Sensation Station uh, Network. He, he's an awesome person, and I'm learning a lot from him. I'm learning how to ebb and flow. Uh, he's just making me better and better, and I hope he's ready for whatever. You know I'm about to blow up, right, Sean? All right, yeah, I see your head nodding. His head is bobbing. All right. Yes, that was my AAP card. So I am happy, okay? I turned 50, and I have it. I am official. I have my AARP card. When I go to the grocery store, I get 10% off. When I go to hotels, I think I get 5% off. Well, everywhere I go, I am whipping this out. Do you accept AARP? They're going to be like, ma'am, I need to see your ID. I get to show my ID and be like, yeah, I'm like a vampire. I'm 50. I look good. <laughs> so great show today. Again, want to say thank you to John Sterling from uh, Merging Vets and Players uh, Association. Uh, they're doing some really great work. Again, if you know of a combat veteran, please, 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 or someone who played in the NFL, um, please tell them about merging vets and players. We don't think about uh, what happens to the NFL players, and I learned a lot about them, okay? And it's not all peaches and cream. Um, it's all, all money is not good money. Okay, all money is not good money, and they don't have health care uh, after about eight or nine years of being in, and that's when they really need it. So uh, Emerging Vets and Players is going to be doing something really, really good. And, again, that's another way of unifying our country. And what I'm about right now and everybody that I talk to, I don't care if you if you claim red or if you claim blue, you know, and not the Bloods or the Crips. I'm talking Republicans and Democrats. I don't care if you're independent, green, spaghetti. I don't care what you claim. Um, we are one of the strongest countries in the world. We're, we're one of the most, we are the most unique country in this world, okay? We've got people from everywhere, almost every walk of life, okay? And we need to unite. Uh, we don't have to agree on everything, but we can't fight about everything, okay? There are other countries that want to dismantle what we have created here. And I'll tell you, I'm not going down without a fight. I hope you can join me in, in finding that if you know someone who thinks completely opposite of you, find some common ground with them. If you could do that this week and then encourage them to do the same exact thing. Uh, we have elections coming up. Things are, you know, of course, the media is going to sensationalize stuff and, you know, uh, smut and, and scandal sells. Enough of that. We're bigger than that. We're be better than that and of these young people they're tired of it uh, if you don't want to get voted out of office if you want to make sure we're still being taken care of they said by 2030 was that the year that 50 millennials will be running just about everything so it's time for us to just change our ways a little bit evolve and grow um, and and think about the bigger picture and the big picture is we're family we don't always have to get along but when other people are trying to split us apart, it's time for us to get together. Red and blue make purple. Let's rock the purple. And let's think, you want to say something, buddy? No. Wow. Interesting. All right. Coming up, we have Smooth Sensational Sunday, immediately following my show. And then you can tune in later this evening. I believe it's at 6 p.m., right, Sean? For the live exchange with Dr. Pamela. And, uh, of course, as always, uh, one love, one heart. Please be a good human and make your ancestors proud.
Yes, sir.